episode of Post Aids and She Stakes. Usual suspects, myself, Dakota, Tim. No guests today. You? We're just going to run it old school. The dynamic duo themselves. It's true. Uh, I mean, it was a short notice kind of thing. It was short notice. I expected to see your beautiful face in person at the link to watch this practice, but, is, you know. This is true. We were uh, set to attend the Eagles Open practice to, uh, on Sunday. Uh, for August 22nd, but they canceled due to inclement weather, which mm, meh. I haven't said, I haven't seen any rain yet. I haven't <laughs> I mean, seen any no, rain it, yet. It definitely rained, but I, I don't, I, I get it. You don't want to, there's no reason to really risk the players getting hurt over a practice. So, but yeah, that's unfortunate. That's it would have been fun is. to attend because I was, I was going to try and go live with the, uh, on the Instagram, give people a little, little, you know, little, uh, POV of what we're looking at here. But, uh, it's a shame. It is what it it's is. It's a shame. But, you know, what are you going to do? You know, I was looking forward to it because it was going to get me real hyped for the season. Like, I don't know if it's just, you know, last year ended so poorly or there's a lot of uncertainty with this year. Like, I don't feel like I have the normal level of excitement or maybe, you know, just COVID nonsense. But I was looking forward to this being the day that got me hyped up and ready for week one. I mean, I'm pretty hyped. And I think you're feeling that way because you don't know if the Eagles are going to be good or if they're going to suck. <laughs> so, they're literally yeah, a coin flip I, team yeah. this year, if I had to put it in the simplest terms. I would definitely agree with you there. I'm like, not not that I don't want them to be good. I would love for them to be good, obviously. But I just, yeah. I don't know if I have the same optimism that's been floating around with everyone else. I have major concerns, and I just worry that, you know, a lot of the concerns I saw from last year and kind of how with the, the offseason went, I, you know, I just, I'm nervous. We'll put uh, it that way. Real, real quick on the, Patriots Eagles preseason game so it was a weird game because the starters like didn't really play at all it was like some starters played and it was like no like a mix of second string third stringers with a few starters and then I it was that's why the score was so you know 30 it was like 35 to 0 or something like it wasn't yeah I mean, it was not a good listen. game but it's a it's a preseason game. I'm I'm not too worried. Oh no, no, regardless of what the score is. No, I'm I'm just you know laying it out there. That's why it looked so bad. But <clears throat> I got to go to training camp on Tuesday of that week, and they looked a lot better in practice against the the Patriots than they did on the game. And that's because there was like a lot of the, the Eagles. Honestly, their uh, wide receivers and skill players won a lot of one on ones. Like I was seeing them just flat out win. Like the receivers were winning one-on-ones against corners and safeties and stuff. And the running backs looked good against line. And I, I, that's what I, I mean, all, that's where my optimism comes from. That it's like, we're a young group yeah. of players who like, there's definitely potential there. So. I agree. Like, Listen, the, the weapons are like, you know, you have a young stable of weapons. That's probably the best you've had in the last couple of years. And there's real promise. There's real hope that you can have like these players develop into something, you know, yeah. give Rager another year, more importantly, give him a year where he's across from a guy that hopefully could be your number one in Devante Smith. Um, you hope Goddard makes another step forward and yeah, we'll see. Maybe Falcon catches the lightning bottom like he did uh, last year, but yeah, listen, it's better than what you've had. Not saying that that's, you know, much of, you know, like to go off of, but it's better than what you've had. Yeah. And I don't even know what the starting lineup is going to look like because I, I, I've been hearing that it might not even be Fulgham on the other side. It might be Quez or Rager, and then Slot would be then Quez or Rager, whoever's not the two. So I, I've, I've listened. I'd be all for that. Quez's look good. I mean, yeah. you know, obviously Fulgham 
was dominant that stretch and he looked a little bit better than Quez the, from last year. But if Quez is out there balling, you know, give him the chance. I hardly would say Fulgham has earned a starting job outright, you know, let him compete. Yeah, I mean, Let's see how it works out. I think he's had a good camp. I don't think he's necessarily impressed. I think it's, he's, I bet he's one of those players that just looks better during the season than he does in practice. But um, I did get to see that Jalen Rager one-hander and it was disgusting. And that's what you want to see. He, you was, need a big step from him. We need, we need like him to, see, to do that in the he, – he needs to get at least one one-hander in the regular season for that to even mean anything because they were practice. But I will say that it, he caught it in the corner of the end zone. He had to turn around, caught it one hand like – it was almost Odell-esque. Oh, it was a very, okay. It was a very nice catch over the corner. So, but well, we'll see. Uh, moving on, I know Tim, you wanted to mention real quick on the Phillies. Did they win today? I saw they were up like seven runs. They, they did win today. They yeah, pulled they it out. Up, you know, it was a little. Yeah, it was seven one going to the ninth inning, and then um, Falter came in, loaded the bases. They cleared the bases. Naris actually Soccer. came in and cleaned that up. Yeah. Listen, they, I mean, the pitching hasn't been the, the problem the last couple of games, uh, as it has been most of the time. They can't hit. I mean, having Hoskins come back today was really nice. He put up two home runs. That's good, but. Uh, Gibson was really was incredible again and it's a shame they didn't win yesterday because Nola was pitched really well and just a poor you know poor poor luck you know two outs in a game where you've only given up one hit and they hit a two run homer uh, to tie the game on you that's pretty tough he was dominant throughout the game too I think he had a perfect game or no hitter at least till the seventh inning when he gave up that solo home run but this Listen, it's nice that the pitching is looking good, but this hitting is atrocious. And they still have issues just doing stupid things. They can't field. That game where Nola gave up that uh, um, game-tying two-run homer in the ninth, they went on to lose the next training. Andrew Knapp is continuously showing that he doesn't deserve to be on an MLB roster. The guy mm-hmm. can't hit, and he can't even field either. I mean, I think they scored it a wild pitch, but I definitely think that was a ball that Andrew Knapp could have gotten. To walk off on a wild pitch pass ball is just disgusting. So it's very tough. There's as frustrating as you all, you know, as you always thought. Then they're, you know, it's it's the Phillies. They get successful for a little bit. They go on a little hot streak, and then they do something horrific to bring you back to earth. But it was good to see two out of three of the Padres. You should have swept them, but it was yeah. good to see them get back to winning ways after they embarrassed themselves and got swept by the Diamondbacks last week. I mean, that yeah, they're – I don't know how – what do we got, like three weeks of games left? Maybe. Yeah, we still have all, all of September, so we, we still have a whole month. They have time, but they need to start. They need to win, I would say, every series from here on out. They got to take at least two wins. They just can't afford to be this inconsistent. They went on a hot streak. Uh, they won, I think it was eight or nine in a row. You lost the – you got one out of two against the Dodgers, which is fine because the Dodgers are the best team in baseball by far, so you can live with that. But you can't get swept by the Diamondbacks because yeah. then you're two – you know, winning the series against the Padres. Especially when the Diamondbacks are the kind worst of, team. In the oh, they're yeah. awful. It's awful, but like it takes away from winning this Padres series because you all the thing is you're just trying to you know get your head above water because you were so embarrassing at the Diamondbacks. So yeah. it kind of hurts. They just need to stay consistent, and they keep doing these dumb things. But the pitching looks good. The starters have been great. Wheeler, I mean, honestly, is making a very strong Cy Young case. Mm-hmm. Nola's here or there, but Gibson's looked very good. Kennedy's looked good since he's come over. I think Archie Bradley looks really good uh, coming out and like those safe situations in that late inning reliever guy. Yeah. Your pitching is the best it's been in a while, uh, I would say, right now, and you just can't hit. So hopefully Hoskins coming back clears that up, but we'll see. It's, <laughs> it's going to be – You know, I get excited and they break my heart. There's something I'm, stupid. I'm not trying to get too – I mean, 
I was pretty hype in August, but I'm trying to like bring it back down because I'm just you know looking at the standings now. I mean, you have the Giants or not the Giants. Giants are leading the NL, and then you have the Dodgers. You said one of the best teams are in the wild card with 78 wins. That's more than yeah, double well, the Phillies. Well, what the 10. Giants are. What the Giants are doing is just it, – it's idiotic. Oh, and it hurts that it's Gabe Kapler. Animals. Just but. Gabe Kapler is over here using his analytics that we all made fun of him for. And it's just – he's got – like, the Giants aren't a good team. They won, They lost, like, 100 games, I think, like, last year. They are not a good team. He does not oh. have a good roster. He's just over here putting in guys – like, there's, he has bench guys that are going to have three good games entire season, and he's putting them in in the exact moments when they need to have good games. And it's just – it's mind-numbing. Because he tried to do this here, and it didn't work at all. And he went to a worse team. I definitely think the Giants roster is worse than the Phillies. And he's just killing it. Like, the Dodgers are by far the best team in baseball. Like, record, you know, or not record-wise, but just roster. Like, they're mm-hmm. juggernauts. They're the defending champs, and they only got better. And they're not even in first place in their own division. Gabe yeah. Kaplan's got the 100-loss Giants from last year playing the best baseball in the major leagues. It's nuts. Yeah, I mean, right now, so the Phillies are behind. The Braves have been on fire. They're nine and one. They're the last ten. They're yeah, that's tough. What is it like? Four games above the Phillies right now. Five. Sounds about right. And then the Phillies are six games behind the Reds for the last wild card spot. So it's not looking great. But oh, uh, you're not you're not getting the wild card. This is going to come down to winning the division because the division is terrible. Yeah, and, and I, I know the Braves are hot right now. The Braves. The Braves are hot, but let's see them keep it up because they, they've had some tough injuries. You know, losing yeah. Acuna really hurt them, but they have a good roster still. Um, we'll see. It's going to be it's gonna be a nail-biter, we'll put it that way. Yeah, that's that's for sure. But, um, all right, it's enough Eagle-specific and Philly. Philly's Philly love. Philly, <laughs> Philly love. love. Um, so today's episode, since I put a week, 15 minutes in already, um, we'll be talking about the – top 10 edge rushers heading into the 2021 season. So last year we had defensive ends and uh, outside backers in the three, four defenses um, ranked separately. And this year we decided to combine them because they're essentially playing the same role. Um, And I got to tell you, it was a very, very tough list. Um, Probably the most amount of talent besides the wide receivers that we've had so far, I would say. Um, Yeah. I mean, so much so that I actually had to do a uh, – on my honorable mentions, I had to break it up into young guys and vets because I, I just couldn't go without mentioning some of these players. So um, I'll let you go first with your honorables, and then I'll uh, swing by with mine. So we oh, got – That's good. All right, so my honorables, there was a tough list. Like you said, this was – since we did split it in two episodes uh, last year, uh, this was tough because we put them all together, and there was a lot of good players. Um, so – I have five honorable mentions since you had six. I thought I wouldn't be as ridiculous and at least get five. You know, I, you always like, but take it to the ump degree, but my fifth, uh, yeah, my first honorable mention, he was a guy that I gave a lot of crap to, but he played on a bad defense. He showed a better year, you know, than last year with this slight improvements to the pass rush, but he's still, he's still an incredible pass rusher in this league. I think he just needs more help around him. Um, Demarcus Lawrence on the Cowboys uh, mm-hmm. is my first honorable mention. He's like, he's a guy that's always been in there. Uh, he had that big year and, the, you know, got paid out of it. And he hasn't really been able to find the, uh, find that success again. But the yeah. team's really bad around him, especially on defense. They don't really have any other pass rushes around him. And he's been gotten double teamed since that big year. 
Oh, for sure. So um, I'm moving on to, uh, I'm going, this is, this is my favorite. This is my favorite guy. Like uh, when we talk about NFL, we'll do an NFL preview. He's a guy, man, I, I'm excited for. He's making slow improvements, but okay. even when he came out of uh, college, he was a first round pick. He okay. was one of those, he was like a boomer bust pro, uh, prospect when, uh, you know, they were talking about him when he was coming out. Wasn't really technique perfect, but he was athletic, had potential. He's got a long body. He's got speed. He's, at, he's just pure pass rusher. Um, he's already got 18, or he's had, um, I'm sorry, 16 and a half sacks over two years. That's an unlimited, like, you know, he doesn't miss any time for games, but for injuries, but he doesn't really get a lot of playing time. He's just a rotational guy. I think this defense is improving with some other young guys like Jeremy Chin and Derek Brown, specifically, who's playing on that D-line with him. Um, my guy who I think at 22 is going to break out this year is Brian Burns. Mm. I like uh, him a lot, man. Look at seven yeah. and a half sacks and five tackles for losses first <clears> year. <throat> then he gets nine sacks and eight tackles for loss the year after that. The defense is getting better, and he's a big part of that. I like him a lot. Yeah. I went teammates on my next honorable mentions because it was tough to just, to, you know, pick between them. Uh-huh. One of the best pure pass rushers. Another guy who kind of reminds me of Brian Burns. Okay. He's just that pass rush expert and he works perfectly in this role because the, you know, the Buccaneers have such a loaded defense mm-hmm. that they can use Shaq Barrett in a rotational role as a pass rush, you know, specialist. So Shaq Barrett came in and then the guy who, you know, he's dominant. It was, he's the reason that Shaq Barrett can play in a rotational role. Uh, and that's Jason Pierre Paul. I thought he had a renaissance with the Buccaneers. He's a great run defender. The Buccaneers have been a great run defender since hmm. Vita Bay and him have showed up. Um, both are really good. I, you know, sometimes I had, I put them back and I kept them together. Cause I think that playing with each other helps a lot. And like the couple other guys that is on that defense line, it reminds me of when the Niners went to the Super Bowl the year before and they had just, it was just so loaded. It reminds me when, even yeah. when the Eagles went to the Super Bowl, yeah. they had such a deep defensive line of quality players it was a nightmare because they were so fresh and kept on coming at you um so then my last honorable mention and this guy's number 11 this was the toughest one this is the one that just got kicked off i've loved him since he left baltimore i mean i think i remember telling you just i would watch the games watch those youtube uh recap of nfl games mostly for like fantasy try to see if there's any guys i'm missing and i was like dude who is this random dude with the name that begins with Z with the Baltimore Ravens and why don't they let him play more? And I, even when he was with the Ravens and he was a free agent that year and I wanted the Eagles to get him, he got paid with the Packers, mm-hmm. but uh, I think it's, I think he's given them everything they could ever dreamed of. And Zedarius Smith, my number 11 guys, a stud. Like he is a, he is a top 10 edge rusher. I just couldn't find room for him. Like he is top 10 caliber. I'm, yeah. I don't, I'm curious on your, cause he was the toughest one to leave out. Is he in your top 10? He is. Okay. See, and I, I won't hate that. He was the toughest one to leave out. And I would have, honestly, I could have put him up pretty high, but he yeah. did just make it. I just, <laughs> I, I like the other guys. Yeah. I, I like him, but there's other guys that I've either done it more consistent or I like their situations and I like their potential more. Uh, I'm sure you're going to have two guys that I hate already outside of your top 10. And that's why Sedarius Smith's in your top 10. Uh, but that's more of you <laughs> hating guys that hasn't played in the league for 10 years, but Go ahead. Tell me who your honorable mentions no, are, um, Mr. I have six I'm, honorable mentions. I'm really intrigued by your list now because I'm shocked that you don't have Shaq Barrett in your top ten. That's because you loved him last year. He was number five for me last year. And you yeah. know what? It, was, it wasn't anything against him. It was like it goes back to what I was saying. Like the defense line was so good. Like they kind of just asked mm-hmm. him to be a rotational pass rush specialist. 
And where the year before he was kind of more in a dominant, like he was a three down guy, but nothing against him. It didn't really hurt his game. It's just, there's so many talented players in that D line that they kind of could rotate him out. So I did bump him down a little bit just because he wasn't in really a three down role anymore. And the other guys I have, everyone on my list is a three down role guy. Uh, He's never been a great run defender. He's more of a pass rush specialist where they think the other guys on my list are more complete. Um, It's tough. Again, I go back to what I said about the Niners when they went to the Super Bowl and the Eagles when they went to their Super Bowl. You're talking about like, you know, hard to find a top 10 guy maybe in those situations because everyone's just rotating and making plays constantly. Like, yeah, it's almost it most hurts you because the other guys are so good because you're just kind of you're not getting as many opportunities. And, and for him, he just he didn't need to. And he was excellent. Talk about a guy. You can bring Shaq Barrett off the bench, fully recovered to go pass, uh, rush the pass on third downs. That is that is something to envy. That is something that any team wants. Yeah. <clears throat> well, my uh, so I, so I broke mine. In, I have three young guys and three vets because I like I said this list was honestly this might have been harder than the wide receivers list. There's just so much yeah. talent. Um, we probably could have made a top twenty, honestly. Yeah, at least a top fifteen. Yeah. So I'll start with the young bucks. Um, uh, last year at number nine, I had Bradley Chubb. Uh, I think he's still going to continue to have success. I think he's still – I don't know if he'll really fully take over that Von Miller spot um, just because he hasn't really cemented himself as, like, you know, this top five pass rusher we were hoping he would. Um, I mean, you're still, also talking about a first ballot Hall of Famer. That's tough to – those tough oh, shoes Oh, no, to I know, on. I know. But I'm saying, like, that's his that, – those were his expectations. I mean, yeah, it is very high much. expectations, but, yeah – I thought he'd be a little more advanced by now, but I also think Von Miller being, being in and out with injuries has also forced a lot of pressure on him and getting double teamed and stuff. So, um, but speaking I of, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you there. Speaking of, unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of uncertainty with Von Miller. So I had him as an honorable mention this year. Wow. That's yeah. I don't know. what, what, what uncertainty exactly are you talking about the injury that he suffered? I mean, he had a pretty bad injury. He's the only one of his career. 33, 34 now. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of, besides a couple of exceptions, there's a lot of linebackers that I feel like with those kind of injuries don't rebound when they're in the thirties. So, I mean, but I, here's I the, hope I, he, he could easily be top five again. And I think he's, he's still phenomenal and demands attention. He's, but he's 32. He he's never missed a game. He's number 11. He never, yeah, but he never missed a game in his career besides the suspension. That was it. And then there's yeah. this injury right here. Like you're talking about when he was on the field in 2019, you know, he was still producing. I I don't know. I don't like that because I'm high on him. Why, why would you not think that this guy's going to come back? He's going to be playing across from Bradley Chubb. Mm-hmm. I think what really what disappointed me about Bradley Chubb, and he did fall off my list from last year. Yeah. was that he did nothing when Von Miller got hurt. I mean, Von Miller, when Chubb got hurt in 2019, Von Miller's obviously a little older, and, you know, he didn't have the best year of his career, but he still was solid. He was much better than what Chubb was without Miller. Right. I still think you're disrespecting Chubb too, or Miller too much. He, yeah, he got hurt, but the guy's never been hurt before. I think he's going to bounce back and be fine. It was an early injury. He'll be all right. I mean, I had him at – that's why I said it was tough, because I had him at number three last year in my – the past oh practice. yeah that's i can't you can't drop him eight spots just because he got hurt it's not like he was bad he didn't play listen i'm gonna i'm gonna this is this is the the u card right here he's there's a little bit of a question mark and there's some younger guys who are just 
I think gonna have better years. I mean, I don't. I don't know about him. When you talk, you're saying there's a question mark. He's the most consistent player you're talking about. Like in a <clears throat> game in, game out, he dominates. I love the. I love the fact that he's gonna be playing across from Chubb this year. Yeah. I love the secondary that the Broncos just built up with Simmons, Fuller, Sertan. I think that defense is gonna be pretty good. Uh, and man, I I wouldn't be surprised if Von Miller bounces back to like his prime year. And I know he's older. Sure, I'll I'll hear that argument, but. This isn't a guy that gets hurt. One guy I left sure. off my honorable mention list who's similar is J.J. Watt. Now, J.J. Watt's not bad when he yet. plays. Yeah, he's not bad when he plays, but he does miss time consistently. Von Miller missed one year. Bad injury, I get it. He missed the year, but he plays. He doesn't have lingering stuff. I'm not really worried about him missing games forward. And when he plays, he's very good. Yeah, I mean, that. I will say this much. I mean, we have seen a bit of a drop-off in his numbers the past few years. And I think this injury... Sure. It's not going to help him, you know? And what happened with J.J.? J.J. was the – he was the Aaron Donald before Aaron Donald. He was the undisputed best defender in the league. And then once he started getting injuries, they started to pile up and pile up. I'm just going to go with the latter and say that he won't be as productive as he's been in the past. I hope he is. I hope he's still phenomenal because I love watching Von Miller. Easily one of the best pass rushers I've ever seen, you know, since I was able to watch football. I think he's in such a good spot, too. I think the Broncos would be nice this year. They're going to have a nice secondary. And Chubb is, you know, you just mentioned how good Chubb is. Yeah. Chubb's right there going to play across from him. Wow. I think it's a good situation for him. I think even if he is getting older, you can't double team him because Chubb will eat you alive. And I think the secondary is going to give him a lot of time. Yeah. So, hey, we'll right. see. I'm surprised. You 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 love your veteran. So I'm very surprised he's not even in your top ten. I know. Um so yeah, that was that was tough. He was he was number eleven. I mean, I had him in for a while. Um, another guy I had at my honorable mention. So I actually had penciled in at ten for a while, and I thought you would have had him in your list was Brian Burns. Um, you know, yeah. I don't really have to go into everything you said is true. I think he's like on the verge of just breaking out into this like perennial like top you know edge rusher in the league. So I wouldn't be surprised if this year he comes out and has like top five numbers. I think he could be. Oh yeah. Good. Oh, I'm very like when you talk when we do our season preview, I'll get to him. I like that defense a lot. I like the Derek Brown. I think he's a very good player. Who's yep. going to help him get you know have less pressure. They have some good pieces. I like Jeremy Chin. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. They're building it up. They're doing yeah. it the right way. And he he man, he just needs to play. They they don't play him. It's not like he yeah. misses time because injury. He's just not on the field. He's kind of in that what I said about Shaq Barrett is Shaq Barrett kind of moved into a pass rush specialist role, and Burns has been that his entire career. I. I don't understand what else you want from this guy to do to get more playing time. True. And then my last uh, young guy, um, who I we've actually will be we'll have mentioned like this entire defensive line, you know, when we since we've done our top tens now. But Montez Sweat of the Washington football team, I think, is also on the verge of being a phenomenal player. He's also he already had a good year last year. Um, but yeah, I, I think that that Washington line's terrifying. Like they have oh, yeah. a lot of talent. So oh, yeah. he's good. And then as far as my vets, so I already mentioned Von Miller. Another guy that I think this was just like a personal thing. Um, Cam Jordan, I didn't have in my list. He's been consistently one of the, I would say one of the better uh, defensive ends in the league since he's, you know, been in the league. Um, like he'll always give you, you know, pretty consistent numbers every year, pretty good. I mean, he's tops and like, you know, QB hits, QB pressures and stuff like that. Um, I just think he's definitely, I've definitely seen him decline the past two seasons. So I think he's still, you could put him in the top 10. I wouldn't argue it, but he just missed mine. Um, 
And then I just wanted to give a quick shout out. So this guy probably would have been like 15 if we did top 15. But okay. um, Brandon Graham, I feel like oh, we yeah. didn't talk about him at all last year. But he's had like normally players like him at his age, that defensive end, like, you know, they get worn out, lose a lot of production. And we've seen that a lot. But and I'm going to be honest, I think in hindsight, he was the better selection than Earl Thomas, even though we all hated it. Because I think you're looking at where sure. Old Thomas is now, not he's not on a team. Had a yeah, lot of problems with point. his teammates. Whereas Graham helped us win a Super Bowl, has been a phenomenal leader on and off the field. And yeah. I actually didn't notice before. I mean, I knew he was – he's one of those, like, players that you look back when he's, you know, retired and everything. And his stats aren't going to be, you know, the sexiest thing you see because he was a quiet – I don't know if quite right, but you know what I mean? Like he's, he's yeah, he wasn't a numbers yeah, yeah. guy. He would just get to the quarterback. Yeah. yeah. But so since 2014, Brandon Graham has 445 QB pressures, which is fourth behind Von Miller, Khalil Mack and Cam Jordan. Pretty yeah. good company. Pretty good. company. Very good. So, very good company. Just wanted to give shout out to Brandon Graham, our fellow Eagle. I think oh, I, li- I like Brandon, Brandon Graham as well. Yeah. I-, I wanted to make an argument. This list was too tough. I mean, yes, I love Graham. Yeah. Nothing against him not making it. There's just like, yeah, it's, it's just a, it's a tough list to make. Now, uh, you did have an excellent transition there because oh. um, one of the guys you just mentioned on your honorable mentions and a guy you just mentioned in that stat with Brandon Graham, who, who was slightly better than him in that uh, regard. I went with a number 10, and I'm very surprised you didn't have him because that's a Dakota player right there. He's a, like he's a veteran of the league. He never misses times. He's never missed a game in his entire career. Yeah. Leader, linchpin to what that defense does. I'm a little hesitant on how good that team in general will be this year, but there's with everything going on. But I have Cam Jordan at number ten. Okay, it's funny you say that because I've actually never liked Cam Jordan as a player. See, this his personality, his personality just rubs me the wrong way. This seems more personal because I think so he's cocky. got such an such an easy top ten argument. Like I said, he doesn't miss games. Yeah, his no, I, sack I said numbers fits in the top ten fine. Like I don't have a problem with him being you know ten nine eight seven. So yeah, his sack numbers were slightly down for what I think it was seven and a half. But if you factor in, like everyone knows, Cam Jordan's awesome. He's going to get double teamed every game. Yeah. Look at the other players around him. Look at Troy Henderson, who was one of the top sack leaders from this year and signed a huge contract with the Bengals. You don't think that can't, Trey Henderson benefited from playing across from Cam Jordan? You're nuts. Cam Jordan gets double teamed and other guys stepped up, and that's a big part of his game. He was number eight overall for PFF as uh, edge defender. He was number mm-hmm. 86 in run defense. Now, that's the versatility that you want to see. Hey, that's, you know, top – he was number four overall in run defense. And this mm-hmm. is also a guy that has multiple years in double-digit sacks. So, yeah. The defense still got talent. You know, uh, Lattimore's still there. They got a couple of the guys in the secondary. Uh, Demario Davis, who we mentioned our linebackers. I still think they'll be okay. I think the offense is where my concern is with the Saints. So I think Cam Jordan's still in a good spot. And the guy's the, just super consistent. Never mm-hmm. misses time. Fair. You're getting, you're getting 16 games from him every year. You know that. So I, I like Cam Jordan. I like him a lot this year, too. So who do you got at number 10? Fair enough. Before we get to my number 10, I just want to say, what are, what are we drinking? What are we drinking? We're like halfway through and we haven't even said what we're sipping on. Oh, so I had, remember my uh, my, my 12 Viarity pack from Viarity last week? pack. <laughs> I was a little IPA. slow this week. 
Yeah, so I I had actually I had two of them. Well, this was leftover. So this was the weird one because like okay. I said, there was twelve different beers in this thing. Juice Shack Tropical Milkshake IPA. Oh, so what did this taste like? I'm curious. It was a very. It tasted more IPA than it did milkshake. I, I would say it was a little heavier than a normal IPA, like a little creamy kind of feel to it in a weird way. So I guess that where that's where it gets his milkshake creamy IPA vibe to sounds it. Sounds gross. It does sound gross. Yeah, I can't. I can't say I was super excited for it just reading the name, but it wasn't bad. It was. It, it was like a, a heavy citrus IPA, and then you this say, one. Is, you say strawberry or whatever it was. You say milkshake and beer. I I instantly think of like a stout, like not an IPA. IPA is the last thing I would have thought. I, of. <laughs> I would agree. I mean, the whole thing doesn't make sense. It's three words that just don't connect. Like tropical yeah. milkshake. I don't. I don't really know many tropical milkshakes. I just call them smoothies. True. So I. I, I don't know, but. What about you? What do you got? I got uh, Yingling's Oktoberfest. It's already, you know, I walked into the beer distributor and I was like, I don't want any pumpkin beer. I don't want any fall beer yet. And then that's all that you see. Like as soon as you walk in, that's all you see. And I was like, fuck. All right. I've never had Yingling's Oktoberfest. Why not? That's pretty good. I mean, I like it. I like the Oktoberfest. I like the pumpkin beer stuff. Um, tastes good. Tastes like the fall. So I'm down with it. So I don't know. You know, nothing like uh dog days of summer august day and drinking some october beer yeah it's all right anyways so my not my number 10 and this hurts me a lot because he's one of my favorite past rushers and i just it's he's in the same realm as von miller where i don't know where to put him because i don't know what i'm gonna get and now that i'm thinking about it again i wish i could move him up again but i'm gonna keep him where it is it's number, idiotic that you had him that low i'm just number saying, 10 yeah. I have Chandler Jones of the Cardinals. Uh, yeah, okay. it it was it was tough. I I just so hold on. I, I don't mean to cut you off. So again, you had you took two of your. I think Von Miller. You said was number three. Yeah, you took two of your top three guys last year and moved them out, like basically either at ten or out of the top ten all in general. Von only was because they didn't they didn't play. <laughs> they, That's all. Like they, they both had, got hurt. They, they just had, didn't play. But they both, both guys had season, are very consistent throughout their, their career, too. They both had season-ending injuries, okay? And they're both in their, like, almost mid-30s. It's definitely a cause for concern. But I should have factored in more of the J.J. Watt, I think, into this because I think he's going to help Chandler get back because he won't play yeah. as many double teams. And like I said, I love Chandler Jones. I mean, him and J.J. Watt are, like, the number one and two um, in sacks since they both ended the league. And, you know, we obviously talked last year about why Chandler was our number one because he had 19 sacks in 2019. He was awesome. He was, yeah, he was very much awesome. Um, But he played in five games last year, had one sack, like 10 tackles. So not saying he dropped, it's going to drop off huge, but he's in the same boat with Vaughn where it's like, I'm going to play it safe and say that they're still really good players, but they're not going to be, as phenomenal as they have been while they're still recovering from because you gotta think just because you rehab an injury doesn't mean you're gonna bounce back and be a hundred percent your body has to get used to that conditioning too and the the feeling of getting hit and running into people and you know putting pressure on it so i think it might take time so i think they might both start a little slow um and that would impact you know their stats and how they finish but both yeah both I, could I, easily be top five if you if you have chandler and vaughn top five i'm not gonna give you shit because i that they can be that good so i'm just saying that whenever you go out of the way to say if i have two guys you rank really low in my top five you wouldn't give me shit that's usually you saying i made a mistake 
now please educate me on where I made a mistake. I, I'm telling you, like, these guys are two elite talents, it's and too, they don't have so injury talented. history. And just Chandler, Jones, Chandler Jones never missed a game when he's been with Arizona. Like, the, I, J.J. Watt getting hurt. Well, he is has different. now. <laughs> Well, yeah, one injury. I mean, I hear what you're saying with their older, you know, not mid 30s. They're like 32, you know, 31 or whatever. But these guys are elite pass rushers who had a big injury, but they were both suffered early. This isn't a late injury that they have to recover, you know, short term. They had know, all season last year and the off season. Yeah, but you know what? They've been elite athlete for a while. They can get their body in shape. They know what we'll they're see. doing. I, I just, I think you're. I think you're selling too low on these guys. I think you're le- reading too much into the injury. Which so, is funny, but I'll get into. I always do my rankings. I know. Now. I'm you're, surprised. You're, you're I'm finally listening. You're, you're taking my advice. <laughs> well, no. Here, I have actually perfect transition because my number nine is a guy that's also coming off a major injury. Did not play last year. Okay. But man, when he was playing before, he was awesome. <laughs> now, he's he's a younger guy, so I'm I'm curious to see where you ranked him because now I see you shitting on the older guys that had one <laughs> major injury. Yeah. But he did have a major injury. He missed all of last year. But the two years prior to that, in 08, or 18 and 19, he had a combined 29 sacks. He was a pro bowler both years. He, like Burns, started out as just a rotational guy, um, pass rush specialist. And then in the last two years before the injury, he really got into his full-time role. He was in a great system with Mike Zimmer and that Vikings defense across from Evers Griffin. Ah. Things changed. But ah. you know what? I'll hear you on the injury. He's 26 years old. Uh-huh. He showed elite pass rush ability when he's healthy. He had the injury, but he's never been hurt before that. It's a big injury. I am worried about back injuries, but he's young. I still like he's still getting better. Um, so I went with Daniel Hunter at number nine. And then that was that was a tough one because uh-uh. taking a guy, this was where Zadarius Smith was the toughest part for me because putting Hunter, who I think has a higher ceiling than Smith. Mm-hmm. But I'm seeing I'm seeing Zedari Smith get better. Like he was good when I saw him last year with the Ravens, but he's been much better with the Packers. He's improving. Mm-hmm. I still think Hunter has a ceiling we haven't seen yet. I really he was I thought he was ready to step into his own as one of the elite defenders. And that injury killed, you know, that hope. And then look at the defense. The defense fell apart without him. They had no pass rush. Yeah. So uh, I, I think it was almost to the Dak effect, like when we we're talking about with the quarterbacks. He got more valuable when he missed time and you saw what happened around him. I think this is kind of what boosted up Hunter into my top 10, but the guy's awesome. Um, But I am curious to see where you had him because he's a guy coming off injury and he's younger than both the guys you already mentioned, but he's not had the success or consistency. So I think when we get to our top three, we're going to have a lot of similarities, but between there, I didn't think we would have any matching picks, but I actually have Daniel Hunter at number nine. Interest really wow okay. <laughs> yeah interesting for everything you mentioned i think if he wow. give him fully healthy let him be fully healthy i think he could be top five he's got the skill set he's he could be an animal this year if he stays healthy so i find that interesting i mean i i, I agree with what you're saying obviously we're gonna rank in the same spot so i'm not gonna kill you too much um but like he i get it and he is younger but like first off i think of the three of them he's got he has the worst injury i don't like the herniated disc i think that's the hardest injury to come back sure, from. sure but i think you made a point about him being 26 27 versus you know sure but still before so. i mean chandler jones we're talking about i think it's a bicep injury i'm not worried about that i think it's an ankle injury with villain like really not too worried about that ankle injuries about consistent... come, look at jj uh, he, he had right. knee and ankle injuries and jj also had back surgery so he's had a little bit of everything he's a walking cast see the back the back injury is what i worry about i 
you know, I, I don't know. I mean, Von Miller and Chandler Jones have had a higher ceiling and more consistency than Daniel Hunter. I get that he's younger, but yeah, it's the injury that scares me. I mean, he is a top 10, top five edge defender, but that hernia just does worry me. That's a yeah. tough injury to take. You know, JJ, I, after the back surgery, never really covered. Like, that's when he really started falling apart. The bicep and the ankle I can live with, um, even if they are older. But that, I'm interested that we matched. My number eight, though, and I'll still keep the ball rolling here. My favorite number, actually. And this is a guy I'm curious to see where you have him because he's a young guy, so you probably hate him. But I might get some shit because I have I have two young guys ranked back-to-back, and I might okay. get a little crap for who I have ranked ahead of the other guy. Okay. But they were teammates in college. Okay. They're a year apart. Oh, interesting. This, this guy – Obviously, it was his rookie season. Already went to the Pro Bowl. He's defensive rookie of the year. Had an incredible impact. Four forced fumbles, seven and a half sacks. Throwing 10 tackles for loss, 12 quarterback hits. You already mentioned this team and how, how much depth they have on their defensive line. He is the leader, though. They had a whole bunch of first-round picks on that defense line before he showed up and just yeah. changed everything. Yeah, He's a guy that's going to be he – was, he was a can't-miss prospect coming in. And then he exceeded all expectations. It was awesome. So my number eight is Chase Young. Hmm. And I, I, mean, I don't know what else you want from him. Like, I think yeah. he did exactly kind of what we wanted. Like Kyle Pitts was the can't miss. Or <clears throat> Kyle Pitts and Trevor Lawrence were the can't miss guys this year. That was Young last year. And he was dominant. He, was, he came into a great situation. Let's not get it twisted. Oh, that sure. defense line was very good. But they took the next step to the best defense line of football when he showed up. And that's he, what they were missing, an impact defender like that. He's been one of the – besides, like, the quarterback position, I would say he's one of the only players I've remembered in recent memory who's, like, played, like, the number he was drafted. Like, he was taking, what, second overall? He's played, like, the number two pick. Like, he well, played, like, I mean, number two pick that rookie season. I don't want to throw anything off with your pick, but my number seven, it, you could say literally the same exact thing about him. Cause I mean, he's I, I also guess that's who that was, but yeah. I, and that's more you honestly, between the two of them, that's why I'm curious to see where you have them. Cause I have a more personal bias, I think to my next guy. And he's another guy like Burns. I think he's going to have a huge year, but um, again, they just kind of came in and dominated right away. Great situation, but they are menacing players that I think are gonna be a problem for the rest of this league. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my number eight and this is a player I'm still surprised wasn't on your list. And I have to preface by saying that last year I lied to you, okay? You always lie to me. <laughs> last year I said when we did these rankings that this player, if he has more consistently good years, that I'll move him up my list. Well, I fucking lied because he's still oh, in the break oh, this oh. year. See, because so... it's all you do. It's all you do. You don't reward anyone. Your, your <laughs> list have no merit. They, it doesn't matter if you have your career year. It doesn't matter. It's whatever he's feeling that day. That's what Dakota makes yeah. him match your ball. Flip of a coin. But uh, number and eight. And what can I say? Year early instead of a year late. But yeah, go yeah, on. Yeah. Tell me how, how right I was. So last year, I had my last year, my number eight was uh, Shaq Barrett. And this year, my number eight is Shaq Barrett. Um, uh, okay. I was surprised you didn't have him because I thought you were going to, you know, you know, grind on him again like you did last year. But he uh, he does benefit. And I've said this hundreds of times like I did with my Vita Vey exclusion from top defensive tackles. And when I talked about with, uh, you know, David and white, that Buccaneers defense, they benefit off of each other because of how much talent there is, 
how strong they are. I mean, I never would have even considered Jason Pierre Paul for this list if not for that. He, like he, I mean, he was a pretty damn good oh, defensive end with the Giants, bad. and then he kind of disappeared for a few seasons. And he's like last year. I that's why I wasn't like super opposed that you he made a nomination for you. Like he did have a good year, um, and he did make an impact on that playoff run. He's actually I saw a set. He's actually undefeated in the playoffs. He's like. I mean, 12 and 0 or something. I freaked out. He's got two Super Bowls. I don't know if 12 and 0 is right, but yeah, he's he's never lost, which is kind of that's a pretty awesome stat to have. Um, I I would agree with you there. But uh, yeah, so Shaq, he let's see with these stats number one in sacks uh, and number one in tackles for loss and number two in QB hits over the last two seasons. Um, I thought, you know, that big year he had was going to be just not a one-hit wonder, but I didn't think he was going to, you know, be able to do it again. Um, but he got paid, and he still, you know, still produced, still had a good year. Obviously, wasn't 19 or whatever sacks he had that year before. Oh, yeah, he didn't have to be, though, you know. Yeah, but no, he uh, he's still a phenomenal player, and I think he deserves top 10. And you know, He came from, what, the, the Broncos? Like yep. I said, made a had a good year and then didn't fall off after getting the bag, you know? Still came out and played, so. His, I mean, his situation helped him. He did have a good year, but obviously it wasn't the 19 sacks or whatever he had the year before. Um, but, I mean, the guy's awesome. It's just the, his role changed. He wasn't the three-down linebacker he was before, and that was just because the team got really good around him. He didn't need to be. Um, he still, you know, he had eight sacks. Like, he was still a menacing player. He just wasn't out there all the time. He didn't need to, and that defense was awesome in general. So oh, yeah. you like to punish people for being a part of a great defense and around awesome talent. See, I like to recognize that great defenses are made up of great players playing together. So sure. Yeah. He's got great talent all around him, but he's part of that great talent. So, I mean, that's the main, same argument we made with white David, Vita Vea, JPP. I mean, you had check bear a little higher than me, so I I'll mean, give if, you your comeuppance on that if one. If we were ranking like the Buccaneers um, front seven, I would go Levante, David, Shaq Barrett, Devin White, and then Vita Vea, then Pierre Paul. So, like, that's why I had Shaq. That's why I had David ahead of White. That's why I have Shaq in this list because I think they're all – like, even though they do benefit off of each other, like, they're all really good on their own too. So, but. Yeah, we'll see. I think they're going to be very, very good again this year. So, we'll see what happens. Um on to my next guy, number seven, and uh, this is not a Groundhog Day deja vu moment. I will sound very similar as my last guy, but another number two overall oh, yeah. pick. That's right. From Ohio State, a mm-hmm. former defensive rookie of the year, immediate contributor to a very good defense. Great situation to be drafted into. He was a one-time Pro Bowlers rookie year. This year, just tough. He, you know, he got the injury toward the ACL, missed the whole year. It was a week two injury though. So I am very confident in him bouncing back very strong this year. Like he's had yeah. plenty of time to recover. He's, I mean, we've mentioned, you know, 20 cells, not anything to ignore, but unlike the other guys that we talked about who were injured, like Jones and Miller, who had to deal with their age and Hunter coming off a more serious injury, in my opinion, with the back. Right. I think Bosa is going to roll right back into form. The guy was awesome. His rookie year. He was a big part of that Super Bowl defense. Um, Buckner left, but they kept Armstead. They drafted Kinlaw, who looks very good. Mm-hmm. Bosa's still there. Warner's still there. There is talent on that defense. I think that defense in general makes a uh, a reemergence. You know, he was the best player on the defense. They lost him. 
Warner, you know, would be another tough player to replace. They lose their superstar guys. It's tough to build off that because yeah. it hurts everyone, especially if you factor in in one from last the, from the year prior when they went to Super Bowl to the next year, they lost to Forrest Buckner, Nick Bosa, and Solomon Thomas, who also got hurt. So, you know, you're talking about two all pro guys and then another one of your rotational defensive linemen. So I think they'll be very good coming back. I liked him a lot in coming into his second year last year. I have no reason not to be excited from this year. I think he's been dominant. I honestly, I'll say it right now, I'll mention him on my my season preview. I think you're talking about a guy that makes a strong contention for a defensive player of the year. Oh, I like I, the situation. I, like I, I, I think he's I think he's gonna really bounce back. He's in a good situation where like Chase Young, he's in a good situation where he plays with a ton of talent, but it's gonna be hard to put up the numbers with that much talent around him, like we were just saying with Shaq Barrett. Nick Bosa has talent around him, but I still think he's going to be able. He's going to be the lead sack getter there. He's like going to the same situation. Although the Redskins, or excuse me, Washington has a better line, I would say than the Niners do. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I think it's going to be harder for him to maybe get some numbers just because there's going to be so many other guys right. competing with him. I think Bosa will have an easier time to get numbers, especially because I think Kinlaw is a budding superstar in the middle, and Armstead's yeah. kind of more of that interior player Armstead too. Armstead, I've never been high on. And I thought Buckner was the better of the, that line with Bosa. Um, oh, of course, but they but, couldn't afford. They couldn't afford Buckner. Oh, yeah, I mean, no. that's what it basically come down yeah. to. They got to like, I don't kill him for that. Tom, they gave up Buckner for a first round pick and kept Armstead. Thomas is a bust, but yeah, he's a guy. He's he's a, he's a bust, but he's, he's a, a body. He's a body. Yeah, exactly. He's bad. I mean, he's he's one of those rotational guys on a very good defensive line, like he mm-hmm. was when they went to the Super Bowl, and yeah. what he can be again, you know. Is he going to be your star? No, but could he make some plays when Nick Bosa is getting double teamed and there's other guys helping him? Of course he can. Yeah, but awesome. yeah, that's my number seven. I'm big, big on Nick Bosa this year. I like him a lot. Right. Um, so who do you have next? So this this is my second of back to back players you had as honorable mentions. Interesting. Um, like you said, a guy that uh, I wanted the Eagles to bring in um, when he left Baltimore. But he went with the Packers and has had a phenomenal season ever since. So I had Zadarius yeah. Smith at my number seven. Um, and I actually think he's going to have an even better year this year. I just think every he's just improving season after season. Um, you know, he career high in pressures for him. Um, I think I think the Packers defense has good players in certain spots, but it's not it's not fully built for a super bowl run or anything like that yeah because um, i mean I whenever you have that. aaron Rodgers and Devonte adams and aaron jones you're always gonna have a chance in the playoffs but i don't think this defense is quite ready yet but i mean zadarius smith finished fifth in sacks with 12 and a half this year played all 16 games four first four <clears throat> excuse me force fumbles uh over 52 hits 23 qb hits it's a lot um not as yeah. much as you know my top some of my top three players but definitely respectable numbers um and i like i said he's still under 30s so i think he's still gonna get you know better yeah i I have no i mean i have no issue at all he was my number 11 but he's right there like i i put cam jordan ahead of him it was cam jordan hunter and and sedaris my toughest ones to pick i think you had higher than me last year i had him at number six last year and that's mostly well because that was number six when we separated the positions you bring in you know guys from my other list and he just naturally bumps them down um and it's listen he's awesome he's an impact player it really just came down to i just cam jordan's consistency and daniel hunter's ceiling 
I think are just a little bit better than in Zedaria Smith. But honestly, pick the three of them, put them whatever order you want, no complaints. And I really have no issue with uh, – you had him at number seven, I believe you said, yeah. right? So yeah. no issue with that either. He's very good. I liked him since he got there. Mm-hmm. My number six, and this is a guy that I'm we've already talked a lot about. Okay. And this is where he should have been ranked. Because, yeah, he's coming <laughs> off a major injury. Don't get me wrong, he's coming off a major injury. Okay. But he was my number fourth guy last year, and I thought it was fair to move him back two spots. Okay. Um, I love that defense he's going to play for. You'll notice a trend with some of the guys we have on our list is they play on defenses that have a lot of guys around them that make their lives I easier. Mean, it and definitely helps. Of course. And I like his situation a lot because – don't get me wrong. It's not the no-fly zone, but that is a nice secondary they're building there. And I think Bradley Chubb, you know, I don't know if Bradley Chubb's DeMarcus Ware, but he's a very good pass rusher. They have a very good makings of a good defense built around a superstar, and that's Von Miller. Very so good my number six guy, my guy is Von Miller. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to – it's a young defense. Like, it's a young defense. Chubb's young. Sertain's obviously a rookie. Um, Simmons is still a young safety. But you're built around the superstar, and the right. superstar's Von Miller. Look at last year. The last year was a disaster for the, the Broncos. Obviously, their offense stunk. But I think the defense is going to be much improved from last year. And it's because you're bringing a future Hall of Famer back into the fold. And I have no reason to be down on him. I can live with the ankle injury. I, You're idiotic to not have him in the top ten. Von Miller should never be in a list that isn't putting him in the top ten. I, like I said, I'm not going to argue against that because i wanted him in this list and i wanted chandler jones higher but i just my list is more of a tim list honestly the way it unfold, it's going to unfold but it, i just, just injuries play a big role and it's not like yeah, you, know, you move two guys that you had top three out of, like almost out of your list completely i mean you had mike thomas to like what number one last year and he didn't even, did he even make your list this year no he was number 10 but you know what a one to he ten missed- that's what i did yeah but you know but but here's the difference i am not nearly as optimistic on michael thomas this year than i am with chandler jones and uh von miller they're both playing in improved defenses and they're not going to miss time to start the year i already know michael thomas is missing time to start the year so i'm and he lost his hall of fame quarterback like the defenses approved around jones and miller the offense got worse in new orleans and he's already going to miss time so yeah he was bumped down because i'm already not optimistic about his next year you just you don't have any reason to not be optimistic for Miller and Jones, and for I some reason you my are. reasons because they, they're coming off injuries where they they missed the entire year and they're in their thirties. That's not, I'm not too worried. They don't need them. The, like I said, I want them to do the well. They're two time. of the most fun players to watch on defense, but it is what hey, it we'll, is. We'll see. We'll see. All yeah. right, go ahead. Who do you have uh, number six? So number six. Um, this is where I have. So I'll do a little little tim tim action here i'm gonna oh, give you keys of my back-to-backs here so oh, these are uh this is where the two brothers come in for me wow okay i don't know i like this one you had five six and five you have the two brothers mm-hmm. so number six oh, okay this- all right i can never mind i was thinking of, i was thinking a different set of brothers but i can live with this go ahead brothers. well all right let me say his name, and then you tell me who the hell you were thinking of. But um, so this is actually the the brother I like more, and I think going to have a better career in the long run. And like Tim, actually, you mentioned, I think he has a good shot of rebounding and being, you know, in the discussion for Player of the Year. I got Nick Bosa here at number six, um, 
And I, I didn't realize it last, like from last year, but did you realize I had Nick Bosa at number two off a rookie season? Very well, out of character for me. I was very surprised. I was very shocked. But I That's, do remember, listen. I do remember like he's like, he's a player you watch and awesome. he's very, very similar to another player I have on my list where it's like one season was just like enough for me to know that he's going to be a, a, a monster in his, for his career to come. Um, you know, I, his numbers from his rookie year were like, you know, veteran starter level numbers. I mean, he played all 16 games. The nine sacks is like, meh, it's still like a lot. Not as good as you might think, but like 25 QB hits. And like you said, that line was pretty damn good that year. Um, so there was a lot of people getting after it. You know, obviously his numbers aren't going to be as great when he's not the only player getting to the quarterback. But I just think his, his, what did Michael Jordan use? He said that one time, like the, the ceiling is the roof for him. I think, uh, I think Nick Bosa is going to actually surpass Joey at one point, but um, I really like his his progress and what he's so let me to rebound fine because you know he's a young player but he's like 22 he's gonna have a lot better time recovering from an acl than vaughn and and chandler but i'm just shocked that you're fighting for a young player here over a 10-year veteran this things have changed very much uh i'll say a little story because i actually i'll i'll go ahead we do have the same number five so we get back to a little agreement here okay but um when i was living in orlando my old roommate he went to college with or no he went to high school with uh, the bosa brothers down in fort lauderdale and i remember him telling me when nick bosa was in um college Uh joey was already in the pros but he was telling me when nick was in college they played together on the same football team in high school and he's like, yeah, obviously they're all, they're just, both of them are just athletic freaks. Like they're like oh, six, yeah. five, like two fifty, like they're super fast. Like they're just, they're NFL players just from birth. But he yeah, said, Joey was, you know, Joey was awesome, but he was, you know, he liked to party. He wasn't very much interested in the games. Like he didn't take it as serious as like Nick. He said, Nick was a student of the game, worked yeah. his ass off all the time, constantly wanted to get better. was constantly proved like he was locked into football and Kind of just seeing the way the career started, like you kind of see it like just in their attitude almost. Like it feels like Nick came into the league and he already was the leader of that Niners defense yeah. where I think Joey kind of was benefited from having a guy like Melvin Ingram there to be the leader of the defense. For sure. And listen, I, I, this is a bad argument to make because Nick Post is coming off of a career injury or a season-ending injury, I'm sorry. But Joey's also had numerous injuries. And Joey's had like little injuries, the nagging injuries, the injuries that make you worried about his future going forward. And you think back to... It was that training is that are you t- are you taking your care of your body as you should be through the, the offseason hmm. where Nick probably is Joey maybe isn't because um, that's my biggest concern when number five guy and I'll roll right into it we both have the same one and I went number five is Joey Bosa okay and yeah, that's why I have the guy's awesome like I can't say like, there are reasons to be hesitant with Joey Bosa obviously the injury concerns which I've mentioned but also you know he lost um Melvin Ingram left. I love the signing for the Steelers and they were a dominant, you know, bookend teammates together. Yeah. Is Joey Bosa more than capable to make up for the fact that he's gone? Of course he is. Cause he's an un- unstoppable player, but it's definitely helped him throughout his career. I would say since he got in the league to have a guy like Melvin Ingram on the side, a pro bowler just on the other side, like that. As soon as you walk in, he's a three-time pro bowler. He was a rookie uh, defensive rookie of the year, just like his brother, you know, he, he puts up the numbers. He's, he's had such highs. He's already has three double digit sack seasons. Yeah. You know, there, I, I know there's the concerns and I want, and I'm worried about um, missing Ingram, but this guy's still proven. He's an elite pass rusher. That's probably is still getting better. 
Yeah, and I think you if you look at his numbers too, you see good volume even when he misses games. Like his rookie year, he wasn't even starting, I think, till like game five or six. Um, yeah, so on he paper, held out he, for – Oh, that's what it was. He was holding out. Okay, so yeah. He, yeah, he started – so he started 11 games in 2016, his rookie year, and had 10 and a half sacks in 11 games. I listen. I agree. I, you look at that, and that's where you're like, all right, you know what? Forget the injury. Forget yeah. the missing. Forget the fact that he fell out for a and contract. And 17 tackles just, for loss. <laughs> yeah, just forget and all that. TV hits. He's gonna do that. You know, yeah. he might miss some games. It might be a headache. Yeah. He's gonna do that though. So you'll be okay. Yeah, but three Pro Bowls in five years, um, and he's cemented himself as a top. I would say top five edge rusher so far. So you had him at number five, right? You know, that's yes, that's I what did. I was taking from them. Okay, all right. Well, that's good. All right, let me uh, – unless you had anything else to say, but I think we wrapped that up pretty nicely because I need to get to this one. This is one of the ones I've been eager for. Von Miller was one, but I correctly had this guy. He was right. number one for me last year. Yeah, he good. obviously – he had a big injury, and that's what hurt his ranking, but I'm not foolish and bumped him all the way down to 10 or 11 or wherever you had him. So I moved him down to four. He's an older guy, as you've mentioned. He's um, – what is he, 31, I think, he, I think it is. Um, but he's still a three-time pro bowler. He's a two-time all pro. He was, you know, sack champion of the league. He had 19 sacks in 2019. Surprisingly didn't have the league lead just because Shaq Barrett had that half a sack more. But like, this goes back to kind of what we were saying with Nick Bosa is Nick Bosa was so awesome his rookie year. I'm kind of ignoring the fact that he got hurt last year. I think the defense is very good uh, or not very good, but it's improved in Arizona. Like what he was doing beforehand without much help around him was just uh, incredible. I don't know how much JJ Watt has left, but he's still a guy you have to account for. He's still a guy that can make you pay. And I think that's going to help Chandler Jones. He's going in his 31 season. I'm not too worried about the injury. It's a bicep injury. It's not really a make or break end your career kind of thing. His 31st season Uh, again. (laughs) 31st season on life. Yeah, yeah it's, that's their life seasons. Oh I go by life seasons here. This guy, yeah, but, but still, this is an elite edge rusher. Uh, he he will, I'm consistent, though. I said it last, last time. The milkshake IPA might get in you if you don't think that Chandler Jones is still going to be an elite pass rusher in this league. I, 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 IPA, I so. How many weeks? Let's say three. I would say three weeks until you immediately regret this decision when he has five sacks or three weeks. I told you I want him to be that top five edge rusher, but I'm just being I'm taking the a glass half empty approach and that I don't think he will reach the glass half full, you know. So that's foolish. I mean, I've always seen you as a negative Nancy guy who's you know <laughs> always looking at the glass half empty, but I, I don't know. He was easily the number one. He was unanimous on our rankings last year, and he didn't even play this year. That's why you're going to move him to 10. I don't know. But yeah, go ahead. because of how old he is and his injury. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, blah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. What's uh, your number four? Yeah, so this is uh, this is exciting for me because this is not a, not a Dakota move here. But um, number four, I have Chase Young off a of rookie okay. season surprised um i a lot in the same thing why i had um nick at number two last year i just especially because i you know we watch eagles and get to see the nfc east a lot like i i'm already terrified of chase young as an opponent like he he's just so he's fast he's strong he's agile he's athletic he could probably play I don't know how, his, how good his hands are, but he could probably play any position besides quarterback. Like, I'm convinced he could block. 
I'm convinced he could, you know, play wide receiver running. He would, oh my, he would be a terrifying running back. He's, he's a different a, species of human. Gifted, he's just so athletic. Yeah, he's a oh, God, gifted yeah. human. Um, PFF actually had him uh, give him an 87.1 overall rookie grade, which was fifth best among uh, edge defenders. And then his actual his red zone performance was pretty damn phenomenal, 93.3 overall grade. Um, that's that was a large part of why that red Redskins, Washington football team, WFT. Uh, why their defense was so strong. And I think it'll be interesting to see what they do on offense with quarterback because I think – I mean, they have Gibson's a great running back. Um, pretty, two yeah, pretty solid receivers. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how – yeah, but Fitzmagic is, is like a, you know, it's like a magic trick. Is it going to be good or is it going to be bad? We never really know until it happens. That's, so. that's true. But, yeah, I – Chase Young for me, like, I made this list and then I was looking at it. I was like, someone's – I feel like someone's missing. I was like, oh, shit, Chase Young. And I was like, where do – like, the, he was probably the hardest person to rank because I thought, he should he be back-end top 10 because he's only had one year? But then I was like, if I had Dick Bosa last year, number two, because of how blown away I was by his rookie year, and honestly, Chase Young equally as well blew me away, I got to have him up high. So I had him at number four, and I think – honestly, I think Chase Young could be number one next year, and I think he'll be in that same discussion for defensive player of the year as Nick Bosa. So I, I would agree with you there. I'm actually surprised that you had a rookie ranked much yeah. higher than me because I had yeah. him at eight. I'm very surprised by that. Uh, so good for you. I'm glad to see that you're, you're evolving. You're getting better. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Like I remember months. when I remember I would watch Nick Bosa games when he was coming on the draft. And my first instinct of Chase Young was you'd watch Nick Bosa in Ohio State when he was in college because everyone knew Nick Bosa. He was coming out that year. He was going to be a high draft pick. And then you kept on thinking, I was like, dude, who's this guy with dreads that is everywhere? And when's he coming out? Because yeah. I'm looking at, I'm look, watching this game for Nick Bosa, but I can't help but to notice this guy with dreads is just constantly making plays. And he, he's been awesome ever since. I, honestly, they mirror each other. They were both yeah. second overall picks. They were uh, both Ohio State guys. They were uh, defensive rookie of the year as soon as they came in. Um, it'll be interesting to see how their careers play out with each other. Who but went, getting into – Who went number one on. that year? In the draft with Blank. Chase Young, yeah, who went number one? Joe Barrow. Oh, that's right. That's right. Good job. Good luck on that. Um, you. I'm I wanted to prepared. say Kyler Murray, always and I was prepared. like, no, Kyler had three years already or two years. Correct. Kyler Murray was drafted with Nick Bosa. Look at you go. Yes. Yes. Um, right. Into my top three here. Okay. Here's a guy. He's a perennial. Hold on. Hold perennial. On. Do we? Do Go we ahead. have the top? Do we have the same like top three? If I'm not mistaken, I believe so. Yes, okay. I believe we do. And just, this is what I said it, when we were at number ten. I said I think we have the top same top three. So it'll be interesting to put them in order because honestly, you could yeah. make a strong argument. I don't think we're gonna have the same order, but probably. So this is a perennial like All Pro, Pro Bowl, incredible player. Okay. Um, I feel like he's kind of. You know, I have a number three, you have him in your top three, so it's kind of crazy to say, but I feel like he's kind of, you know, lost some of the luster. Like, he, people ah, kind of forgot about him. He's kind of, yes, he's kind of yesterday's flavor for some reason, which I don't understand. Yeah. Um, Six-time six Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro. He was named to the All-2010s Hall of Fame team. He's probably, I would say, he's the first team, our first ballot Hall of Famer already. Probably. Um, the numbers aren't there. I mean, if you're looking at just the sack numbers, just since he's, you know, the last couple of years, but 
We even mentioned this when we were talking about Roquan Smith is like, I feel like other players are developing around him. Mm-hmm. Robert Quinn laid an egg with the bears last year. And that kind of hurt his, you know, cause no one, they didn't have to respect anyone else besides for this guy. But uh, he was one of two players to grade over 90% in overall defensive rankings, rush defense and pass rush um, for edge defenders from PFF. He was the number one run defender and he was the number one defender for PFF uh, last year. So yeah. His run de- run defense is something that he's really developed on. I think he lost a little bit in the sack numbers, but the defense he plays on the run game is just, he's inc- incredible. Yeah. Um, one to put him a little higher, but I just feel like, I feel like the other two guys I have ahead of him, I think could still get better because they're a little younger and they're still growing into it. Where Khalil Mack, not, not, you know, I mean, I would be surprised if he keeps getting better. He kind of reinvents himself every other season, whether he needs to be the sack guy or the run defense or just an all-around distributor. But Khalil Mack is my number three. Um, Same. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's awesome. He's one of those guys, like, he, what do you need to say? Like, he's just, you know the name, he's awesome. Like, that's all you need to know. He he's awesome. one of the best defensive players in the league. <laughs> I just, and the only reason he's number three, and I had him higher, but I moved it just because, I think the other two are getting better and I feel like they can get better. And I feel like they're maybe better right now as well. And that's why I'm a little more optimistic on the other two, but don't get me twisted. Colomac is he's throwing in the defensive player of the year argument that we're making sure. for Bosa and Chase Young and Emily. He, at any moment in the year, he could win defensive player of the year. He's a yeah. first ballot fall famer and he's still, he's still incredible. Yeah. I, I also had Colomac at number three. Um, and I think, like you said, at any point, he can be the number one edge rusher. Like, he's that talented. He's that he's number been one that defender good. in football if he wants yeah. to. Yeah. And he, I mean, he's a six time Pro Bowler, three time All Pro, like you said, Hall of Fame, all 2020, all 2010s, excuse me, team, 2016 Defensive Player of the Year. And one thing I actually didn't realize, I guess, because he's, like you said, his last few seasons, he's been a little quiet. Um, but he's pretty damn reliable. He's only missed three games um in his what has he played seventh career seasons yeah uh, so he started 16 games in all but one of those seasons you know he missed he well he played 14 games after. so he only missed two two games in his seven career seasons so far so um but he always puts up good numbers like you know they're not i think maybe a couple of times he was near like top three in a lot of stats but you know he he's more of a he commands so much attention that he's like I've seen him triple team before. Like it's he's oh, that yeah. good. That's how you stop him. You have to. I mean, he's he's been over double digit QB hits every season. Um, he has been under ten sacks the last two years, but I mean, he had nine sacks last year, fifty tackles, thirteen QB hits, three force fumbles. Like those are still really good numbers. And like the whole fact that he needs to be accounted for, like that, that opens things up for Roquan. Um, it's my other defensive players. He makes players. plays. Yeah, so he's a great, great player. It's still weird, like the whole transition from Oakland thing. Um, you, I feel like you'd want to build around a player like that, but I guess I'm not an NFL GM. So, um, but yeah, Khalil Mack, I think it's anywhere in the top three, I think is fine because I think at any point he could be number one. But I also yeah. have number three. So who's you got? Who you got at number two? Because this will this will be interesting then. So number two, he was actually number one on our defensive ends ah, last year. Okay. So and uh, you know, he's again, this is and this is my argument I made putting Klomek at three is I think I, I don't think I've seen the best yet of my number one and number two guy. I still think they can get better. I think their ceiling is a little higher. Right. Um my number two guy though is Miles Garrett. 
okay. coming off an all pro pro bowl season. He had 12 sacks. Yeah. You know, he's had double digit sacks the last three seasons. He had 10 tackles for loss. Um, four force fumbles. He's a force in the run defense. I think he improved a little bit there. He's not the elite run defender um, that like, you know, Khalil Mack is, yeah. but he's working on it. He's definitely an impact player. His pass rush grade was, you know, a 90 percentile. Can't go wrong with that. I think he was mm. the fourth highest pass rush grade in the, the league last year. And he plays on a good team. I think he's in a good situation. I like the addition of Jadon Clowney there. Clowney's a guy like he's good when he wants to play. But yeah. you just don't know if he's going to want to play or not. And considering Jalen Klein is not going to be the guy anymore, he's going to be the guy over across to Miles Garrett. I think it's going to be terrifying for offense tackles. Could be. Clowney is like we said with Chase Young because Miles Garrett is in the same boat. They're just different humans. We're not the same. Me, you, and me, you, and Miles Garrett and uh, Javion Clowney aren't the same species of, of humans. They're a different human than me and you. They're built just a little bit different. Things. At birth, it was determined whether they were going to have an NFL career or not, and that was when they were when they were given the genes that they have. Right out the womb, Miles Garrett. Yeah, Miles Garrett is one of those guys. I think you know he slipped a little bit. I think everyone expected the breakout year to kind of happen the year he got suspended, and then he had all the drama. He was very good this year, but I think he's going to kick the door down even more. I think Clowney on the other side is really going to help. He's probably the best edge rusher he's had on the other side with him. Um, and that's a defense on the rise. It's a team on the rise with the Browns. So I think he's in a oh, good yeah. situation. I, I think he's only going to get better. I agree. Um, that's probably why I had him uh, a little higher. But uh, oh, interesting. All right, all right. Fair but, enough. Uh, Fair enough. I mean, you can't go much higher than one or two. But uh, my number two, um, and this was honestly like you can flip up these guys like we're doing. Um, this is just a preference. I like Miles Garrett a little more. Um, but TJ Watt, I had a number two absolutely phenomenal player he's i mean i don't know if numbers wise he'll surpass his brother jj but he's already a better player than he is like at this current point um and he's the i would argue the most important player on that steelers team defense and offense oh, without included. a doubt he's the best player um he's played he's already had four seasons which is weird i feel like he's still just got in the league like last year <laughs> but he uh 15 sacks last year 20 so he had a career high in sacks at 15 career high in tackles for loss of 23 and a career high in qb hits at 41 41 qb hits that is insane seven uh or not seven excuse me two forced fumbles um he's just pass rushing monster he i i gotta imagine he's in the backfield 90 percent of plays just because of how like quick and nimble he is and that's the trend we're seeing edge rushers kind of go from where you know early you know history you know before the 2000s was all big tall defensive ends um yeah and then you know into the 2000s we saw a lot more transitions into three four where you had stand-up outside backers um yeah that was, that was more of a college and i feel like before then um and now we're seeing like these super like lean agile quick you know pass rushers who they still can get you with power moves but they're utilizing the spin they're utilizing you know you know punching you off with their hands and stuff and they're that just, bend, so, just getting underneath those big old yeah, offense tackles they're just they're like quick, that at the hips. quick and strong is like and it's 
how do you beat that? You don't. You just get beat. That's right. And that's why he was hitting the quarterback 41 times last year. He's a phenomenal player. Um, yeah, I, I don't have any problem with you having him number one, which I'm guessing you do since you haven't mentioned him yet. But who do you have number one? I give like a, to enlighten as I've said, I don't want to get – I listen. I would hope. I mean – I do. I, I do. You know what? I do have Mr. – who should have been the defensive player of the year last year, in I my agree. opinion. I agree. You know, I, I feel like, you know, Aaron Donald's one of those players you just you can give him the award you, any he, season he, if you want. He's like when Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl, he just gets handed MVP. Like, Aaron Donald just got oh, yeah. defensive player. They, I mean, listen, Donald, just, obviously one of the He deserves it, of course. He deserves yeah. it. But T.J. Watt, I thought, should have won defensive player of the year he last year. Season. Oh, my God. The numbers he was putting up was crazy. Well, first off, PFF-wise, and I mentioned this with Von Miller, Von Miller and T.J. Watt are the only guys to have 90 percentile in overall ranking, run defense, and pass defense. Yeah. T.J. Watt was second in all three of those categories behind Khalil Mack, who was one in all those categories. But again, it goes back to the fact that I just think T.J. Watt's getting better. I, you know, he's 26 years old. He was 27 years old this season. The numbers you put up, which you already mentioned, are just disgusting. You're talking about a guy who's increased the sack totals every single season. He the last three years, he went from Rookie year, he had seven, then the yeah. 13, then the 14 and a half. Then he led the league with 15 this year. The year before in 2019, he had eight forced fumbles, which led the league. He's already led the league in forced fumbles and sacks in his career in two different years. That's just do- consistent dominant. He led the league in tackles for loss last year, 23 tackles for loss. Mm-hmm. That is a stupid number. The QB hits you already talked about. Insane. I think he's going to continue to get better. Like the guy's so good. This was a hell of a breakout year from that he should have got some awards from. But I think he can still improve and get better. I know that there's some concerns, and I said this with Joey Bosa with when he lost Melvin Ingram, but Bud Dupree left. But let's be honest, the Steelers fell apart because when Bud left, the defense overall kind of fell apart. TJ yeah. Watt had two sacks the game Bud Dupree got hurt, and then he had three sacks the rest of the season, or four sacks the rest of the season after he got hurt. So it didn't really affect him that much not having him. I think Melvin Ingram's going to fill in that role perfectly. Tuitt's still there, Hayward's still there. Yeah. They just made the trade for Schobert. This team's loaded. I love the situations he's in. Everyone knew who he was coming in. They still tried to double team him. Didn't work. He's looking at another, I think, defensive player of the year conversation this year. And I'm excited to see what his numbers look like. He's incredible. He's, I still think, the best edge defender in football. Like, the numbers he puts up are disgusting. We talk a lot about numbers with edge defenders. And it's kind of funny because when we talked about Klomak, we said the opposite. He's not always a numbers guy. TJ yeah. Watt is a numbers guy. And it's just disgusting the numbers he puts up. Yeah. Like I think Khalil's, I think Khalil Max career high for sacks is 15, if I'm not mistaken, which is as much as, yeah. you know, yeah, this year, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he beats 15. Yeah. No, I mean, like I said, I, I, I knew right away my top, my one and two were going to be Garrett and Watt. And then it was really just like my personal preference, honestly, at that point. Um, so my number one then is Cleveland Browns defensive end, Miles Garrett. I've loved Garrett since he got into the league. Uh, I think he's been, you know, his, his rookie year wasn't the best, but it was still, you know, very promising, a good solid year. And then from there, he's just become an animal. He's incredible. I mean, he played in only, what, 14 games last year and still had 12 sacks, 10 um, titles for loss, 18 QB hits, um, almost 50 tackles combined. Like, he's he is a force to be reckoned with. And, like, the, the scariest part is, like, I still see, like, things outside of football that he does that are just not, like you said, not human. Um, 
like just bench like you see the video of him playing basketball like a couple months ago he's just oh, dunking yeah. on fools like yeah are you gonna play defense against that against miles garrett yeah he's literally built like a greek god first of all second of all he was they had him working out um he they were using some kind of like pulley machine and he broke the machine <laughs> like this is a, an exercise machine people use that usually you know is is constructed to withstand you know different kinds of weight and different kinds of strain he broke it he's no, just, no, it's const- he's just built it's, different it's constructed for the human species that me and yeah. you fall into not right. the human species that miles garrett is a i don't think of. he's even human he, he's from no no he's a different species of yeah. creature i don't know what what the name is but he is not human because me and you are humans and we are not like miles garrett no i and i hit so he falls in that like I mean, he's from Washington, so rivals. But I, I really love watching Chase Young. Really love watching Nick Bosa and then Miles Garrett. Like my three favorite defensive ends to really watch right now. So. Oh, I, I agree. I mean, if we're when we're talking about like, um, you know, we kept on saying, you know, they were rookie defensive player of the year. You know, with Don or not Donald Trump, Joey Bosa, like Nick Bosa, Chase Young. But the thing is. With Garrett, he came into such a bad situation. Cleveland was, was so terrible. Team. Yeah, yeah, it was so terrible. Ago. So that year, yeah, like you mentioned, he kind of came out slow his rookie year. But, you know, that year he didn't win defense player, have any awards or anything. But that team was terrible. He didn't go into a good situation like all those other guys. The team is now getting pretty good. And yeah. I think that this is the best team he's been on part of. And I think you're going to see a lot of – and that's kind of why those two are my number one and two is Tim and TJ Watt is I love their outlook. Yeah. I love their teams they're on. And I love what I've seen. I, I think they're only going to get better. TJ Watts holding out for his new contract, which he'll get. The Steelers aren't going to let him go away. Miles Garrett already got paid. Can't. Like, yeah, it's it, you're just talking a lot of you're just talking the nitpicking of a lot of number, you know, a lot of money yeah. basically. But these are two guys that, you know, they're the next generation of defenders. They're part of that next wave. They're both young, like they're both in that, you know, Bosa's Chase Young kind of category. And I'm excited. But yeah, I this is a good list. I liked mixing them together. It was definitely tough. This was the toughest list we did because there was yeah. a lot of good players that didn't make this list. Yeah. I mean, that's, like I said, that's why I had Chandler Jones, number 10, and Von Miller oh, at 11. That's, I don't care what you say about how hard this list That was still dumb. That didn't make any sense. If they weren't coming off injuries, they would have been probably three, four, you know, but still it's, hard, sense, it's but... hard to estimate that. You know? I don't know. Well, hey, it's good top 10. I mean, you know, we'll, I give Von Miller and Chandler Jones three weeks until they make you look like an idiot. I, they're going to go right back to being as dominant as they were before injury. It's fine. I mean, like I said, I'm rooting for them. I'm just trying to be realistic as I can be. So, Fair enough. But I'm surprised our top three was – well, actually, you know what? I'm really not surprised our top three was the same. Not surprised. Yeah, no, I'm not surprised. And I, I did think you were going to have TJ Watt at number one, so – Oh, after the year he just had? Oh, hell yeah. And especially yeah. with how loaded that defense is. I know they lost to Free, but he, they brought in Melvin Ingram, which was like, give the Steelers, man. You want to talk about late, like, free, like off-season additions? Bringing in Melvin Ingram and getting Joe Sherbert for a six-round pick, that is that is some your GM's not giving up or calling at the end of the day after the draft of free agents done. If I was Great Eagles, moves. I would have went and gotten Joe Sherbert. Oh, those are two moves. Six-round oh, pick. Man. Those are two moves that are going to play dividends. The late free agent signing with Ingram and then a, a cheap trade. Like, oh, those are going to be big, important roles. And the defense will be very good this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially after losing Dupree, I was a little worried, but they definitely uh, made some improvement. I mean, I don't think any of those players are better than Bud Dupree, but 
those are definitely good additions. Oh, Melvin, to help. Melvin Ingram, Melvin Ingram, we definitely hang. Like we were saying, I think yeah. Joey Bosa is going to miss Ingram. So Ingram, Ingram was in my top ten last year, but uh, injuries and you know production and obviously being on a new team that would factor that. Yeah, so. and having the list together was tough. So, but hey, good list. And on the way, as always. See you all next time for our next talk. And we got what safeties and offensive tackles left. So we're getting through it. And then we'll have Sounds a season good. review. So. Love it. All right. Till then. Peace, Peace out. out.